goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Ladies, gentlemen, and Taconians, welcome. It is Friday here on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you'd like to be part of today's program, all you have to do is dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And, of course, the news just keeps on coming. Uh, Lee Zeldin is one of the people we'll talk about today. And, well, not Lee Zeldin, but what happened to Lee Zeldin. And, of course, Steve Bannon. Our friend Steve Bannon has been found guilty of contempt of Congress. And this is the first time since... Watergate days, when Attorney General Richard Kleindest and uh, uh, G. Gordon Liddy, in the news article that I have, they call him Watergate burglar G. Gordon. G. Gordon Liddy was so much more than that. G. Gordon Liddy were convicted in 1974. Of course, this action comes after the corrupt Department of Justice, the which is a shameful, corrupt part of this Biden administration brought charges because Steve Bannon didn't cooperate with their agenda for this phony kangaroo court, this Soviet-styled committee that is basically a, com- a, a committee designed to hunt the political enemies of the Democrat Party. This is another example of the two-tier justice system that is now everyday, everyday news in America where Democrats can get off scot-free without investigations. Hunter Biden is still walking around free. Hillary Clinton has never had to pay for any of the behaviors that she was involved in, including mishandling classified material, which is a crime. And you can go way back to her, back to the travel office days when she was the first lady. Before that, her dealings in shady real estate transactions. Hillary Clinton, the the Clinton Foundation, guzzling up millions of dollars, never investigated. You can go through the list, and I don't want to go through the entire list because we could spend all day doing it. The Obama administration's gun-running program that caused the life of a U.S. border agent. The Fast and Furious program, never really investigated by that 
corrupt Justice Department. Benghazi, never fully explained correctly or investigated properly by any agency in the United States. And you can go on and on and on. Hillary Clinton's missing emails. Again, missing emails? Look what they're trying to do to the Secret Service over a few tweets that have been erased. You can go on and on with this stuff. There's one system of justice for the Democrats and another system of justice for the Democrat enemies. If you are an enemy of the Democrat, you will go to jail. Look at what just happened in front of our faces with this so-called comedian Steve Colbert's crew. They're able to go against the law into the Capitol building. The same thing that these January 6th people are meeting about now. They were supposedly on the hunt to try to disrupt the offices of conservative lawmakers, and yet the DOJ just lets them go scot-free. No harm, no foul. But anyone that is accused of entering the Capitol illegally on January 6th, well, they're still in the dungeons in Washington, D.C., in some cases denied medical care, according to news reports. In some cases denied the ability to even have legal representation plead their cases properly. This is the thing that will bring down a country. When you have a corrupt banana republic like justice system operating in full view of the populace without regard for the truth, without regard for honesty, without regard for fairness. This is a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Now, Steve Bannon, I'm not going to argue whether he's innocent or guilty of the charges here, because to me, it doesn't matter. This whole, this entire January 6th committee is illegitimate. Nancy Pelosi refused to let Republicans pick their own members to sit on the committee. She handpicked two rhinos, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, both Trump haters, both aligned with Democrats to sit on this committee. They have not let or allowed any evidence that would disrupt their claims, dispute their claims successfully, that Donald Trump was involved. This has been a switch hunt against Donald Trump and anybody that supported him from the beginning. And they use strong-arm tactics worthy of some kind of third-world, backwards-ass nation. Look at the way that they went after Peter Navarro, like he was a criminal, dragging him out of his house like he's some kind of violent felon. These people are a disgrace. They're a disgrace to America. And I hope that Steve Bannon manages. I'm going to tell you what. I raised the question the other day. I said I would answer it, and then I went on to do other stuff yesterday. I raised the question, what should happen with Trump? These people are clearly, and you can see it in the newspaper coverage, they want an indictment against Donald Trump so bad they can taste it. They got that phony little prosecutor in Georgia trying to come up with an angle to, to, to nail President Trump. You have this Letitia woman in New York who has never been interested in justice. 
She said in so many words, even when there was a campaign, she's going to get Trump. They went looking to get him. There was no evidence for it. She announced this is nothing but politics. It is naked, raw politics. Letitia James. She's not an she's not an AG. She's a political hack. And this is what has to happen. If we let them indict Donald Trump and we are and we are, I am not asking for violence, let me be perfectly clear before that gets taken out of context. Don't what be I'm rude. saying what I am saying is we have to have a response to this that isn't just tail between the legs and oh poor us poor us. Republicans will get the House of Representatives back. On day one, open the investigations on every single one of them. Open, investi- open investigations on Letitia James. Open investigations on Nancy Pelosi and her husband and their stock dealings. Open up investigations on Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. Open up investigations on the way that Google, Facebook, and all the rest of them have used social media to help further Democrat election prospects. Day one, start the investigations. Start the subpoenas flying on day one. Every single Democrat that you can name, send them a subpoena. Drag them in court. Drive up their legal fees. And if you have to send the FBI to round them up in the middle of the night, go tip off the news media that you're doing it like like they did when they arrested uh, 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 what's his name down in Florida. It is time for Republicans to get off the bench here. Now, quickly, before we go to break, Lee Zeldin, you all saw what happened there. You had one of these wackadoodle cuckoos try to jump up on a stage and stab him. If this guy had gotten his way, Lee Zeldin would be dead today. And what happens to this guy? Play it. Play it, please, Kev. Thank you. Play it. Play the song. They're living life freer in these other states. You're still here, and this is our last stand for New York. There's only one option. And at this moment, this wackadoodle is trying to stab Lee Zeldin in the middle of his political speech. Now, Lee Zeldin predicted that when this guy was arrested, he'll be out and back on the streets within hours. Where is he? Within hours, he was released by the Democrats and progressives in New York, released back on the streets after trying to assassinate a Republican candidate for governor. This is who progressives and Democrats are. We cannot let this go unanswered. We cannot let these attacks on Steve Bannon, on Peter Navarro, Donald Trump go unanswered. We cannot let what happened to Lee Zeldin go unanswered. And what happens to many 
nameless innocent New Yorkers who are beaten up, robbed, pillaged, raped by these criminals that Democrats let on the streets. There has to be accountability for this. We cannot function in a society like this. We cannot let these criminals run society. This is what Democrats want. We cannot allow them to continue to have this, along with their two-tiered system of injustice. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. This is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We're coming back right after this. Stand up for your country. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. I am so happy that we have the voice of reason here, our very own Princess Di. Diana, I am furious. I'm beyond furious. This is how many years are we going to sit by and watch this sh- this this <sighs> this is I agree. I think that's reasonable. I don't think you're you're losing it. I think that's the correct reasonable response is fury. We have people like Roger Stone. I mean, I don't care whether you like Roger Stone or not. I don't care whether you think that he's a, a kook job. The guy gets thrown in jail for pretty much nothing. You had Scooter Libby, same thing. You had General Mike Flynn, same thing. They tried to railroad him and ruin his family. You have, you have uh, uh, what's his name, Manafort. Again, I'm not deciding whether Manafort was innocent or guilty, but Manafort is over there in the Ukraine hustling, and you have the biggest hustler of all in the Ukraine, Hunter Biden, who's still running around as if nothing happens. And these people, this has got to have a response to it. It has got to have a political response to it. The Democrats have declared open warfare on Republicans, and I don't know what it's going to take for Republicans to realize that they are being treated like they are criminals and that they are soldiers of war, and the Democrats don't mind taking them out, politically speaking, one at a time. And yet we sit here like this is just okay. This is not okay. No, it isn't. And and the official pol- uh, Republican response is non-existent and it always has been this way. So we need a different approach. Now, what exactly you're calling for, I'm not quite sure other than fighting it. But did you read the Axios piece I had uh, highlighted on Twitter? This is a bit of encouragement, and I'll talk about it more tomorrow if you let me, which is Please. Trump's response to this. He has set up an amazing plan for next time, should he make it into the White House, staffing legal fighters and not falling prey to the same old, same old approach of rolling over and showing the belly that the Republicans always have. This is the most amazing piece of journalism from a left-wing website because they're doing it as a warning. They're saying, "Uh uh-oh. Trump's figured out how to make the power work for him if he makes it in again, and he's staffing up a shadow White House already. And it is so encouraging because that was the one thing we all saw was a problem. 
was he had so many saboteurs within his own administration. Well, he's like not that little for that. that little that little woman that went up there, and and within yeah. 24 hours, you had stories basically saying, "Hey, she's lying, she's lying." Yet this J6 committee wraps it up today, never once calling on people to refute that story. It's like these yeah. people are just openly, brazenly kangaroo court, Soviet-style political hacks, and and Third and we world. just. It, it is ridiculous that this would happen in the United States of America. Yes, and have you heard any official Republican pushback on any of it? No. The only Republican no. I hear is Liz Cheney out there running our freaking mouth. Right. And the only one who is consistently calling foul is Donald Trump himself. And he is being shut down by all sides, not just the Democrat and the media, which is leftist, but the Republican Party officially in, in many areas just wants him to go away. And they want us to go away if we are his supporters. But we're not, not going, going away. away. We're not no. going away. And that ought to be up. We are not going away. Okay? Exactly. Now, <clears throat> there's still a baby food shortage, Diana. That's not being reported on very much. No. There is still a major baby food shortage in the United States of America. Yes, Joe Biden did not solve the problem. In fact, he, he organized 53 flights, international flights, to give the United States of America foreign aid from other countries, flying in formula from Sweden, Germany, other places, including Colombia. And it was enough to feed America's babies for one week. And the media saw that Joe Biden was bringing, organizing international flights, bringing in formula, and they completely stopped covering the story. So thank goodness for the UK Daily Mail, which took another look at it and saw, wait a minute, nothing has changed. The shelves are still bare. The formula crisis still exists. They still haven't geared up any of the uh, former production levels that they had before. So we are in the same terrible situation and betraying America's moms and babies, and no one's covering it. Oh, my gosh. There was an article in the New York Times from this woman, Linda Greenhouse. She's one of the, the, the libs over there that does it. She wrote an article that it's not the Constitution. It's nothing but religious doctrine that drove this Dobbs decision. And, I mean, I read through this thing, and one of the lines— that she uh, that she says, I'm going to just read you one sentence in here, well, a paragraph. Judge Alito took pains to present the majority's conclusion as the product of pure legal reasoning engaged in by judges standing majestically above the fray of Americans' sharply conflicting views on the profound moral issue of abortion, as he put it in the opinion's first paragraph. And yet, that very framing, the assumption that the moral gravity of abortion is singular and self-evident, gives away more than the members of the majority, all five of whom were raised in the Catholic Church may have intended. This woman is arguing somehow that abortion is not a moral issue at all? Is that what I'm—what is the point of this woman— well, she used to be the New York Times Supreme Court judge, judge's reporter. She was a news reporter for the New York Times, everything having to do with the Supreme Court for many years. She's now just writing op-ed, and she's angry. She made a chart 
And she decided that this uh, latest uh, Dobbs decision was decided not on legal grounds, but on pure religious grounds. She doesn't have any evidence. She asserts this because she made a chart, and she said they're all Catholic on the on the deciding uh, majority decision, that they are Catholic people who voted on this simply because of their Catholicism. She doesn't provide any evidence. She dismisses the 79% opinion decision that was all legal reasoning. She said, no, it really wasn't legal reasoning. It was just irrelevant. It was all really because of their Catholicism. So she's mad, and she you're right. She basically says that the fetus was the star, and that's a terrible thing, that the fetus was the star of the majority decision, and it shouldn't be. The women should be the star, and their lived experience. So forget the fetus, forget the unborn child, because that should not be a concern, just the the people who wanted the abortions. I am amazed at the way that liberals use language to defeat righteousness in the world. They use language to mask everything, everything that people would have a, a, a natural disposition to say, this is evil, this is wrong. Somehow or another, these leftists, these intellectual leftists have figured out a way to use language to obfuscate what is right and what is clearly wrong. You're so right, and you've swerved into something so key. Whenever you hear them say, you can't say X, don't use that language, don't use that term, don't, and they try and change the language, the definition, all of that, you know basically evil is at work because they're trying to hide the truth. The truth is the biggest danger to leftists. And so now we're at the point where they cannot agree on the definition of woman. So when you hear this, you know they're at work. You know it's bad for us as Americans. It's bad for the human race. So whenever you hear don't use that word, don't use that term, don't use that language, it's the left trying to hide the truth. Last story. I saw you posted a Daily Mail uh, story on on your Twitter feed today. And when I saw it, I immediately uh, uh, clicked open to read it. And it is the... Uh, the the president of Mexico, Mexico's president, is pretty much laughing at Joe Biden. Tell us about that. It is so funny because, of course, as you remember, Trump very brilliantly negotiated the USMCA, the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, which replaced NAFTA. And it really is an effective agreement. And now Joe Biden and his administration, who have no clue how to use this agreement, they're sort of semi-threatening to impose tariffs. And of course, whenever Joe Biden speaks, no one listens. And so the Mexican president doesn't even believe him. And so when our trade representative said, well, we could end up putting goods and the president of Mexico said, ooh, I'm so scared. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that's what he said. Ooh, I'm so scared. And so he's making fun of our, unfortunately, of our country, because we have no credibility as when our government makes a threat. This is what we get under Joe Biden's leadership, ladies and gentlemen. The Mexican president telling us, ooh, I'm so scared. Like, this is, you know. this is, this is. 
Okay, so tomorrow you know, you're going to ex- – If Trump threatened to put on tariffs, there, there would not be that combat comment back. Nothing. He would just do whatever Trump asked. Exactly right. Okay, so tomorrow you're going to explain what Donald Trump is doing <clears throat> and what we could expect in this story in Axios that makes at least uh, – makes you feel hopeful in these times where I'm just totally enraged. It is such an encouraging story, and I cannot wait to explain it to everybody. Wonderful. Thank you, Princess Di. Love you. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Bo Snurley here. It is. Thank you. Bo Snurley's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming back right after this. You're fired. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. James Golden, most certainly with you here. It is our Friday rush hour. Well, Pat Benadar says she's not going to sing this song anymore. And she's mocking her fans. Yeah, the story's in AmericanWireNews.com. We're not doing Hit Me With Your Best Shot, and fans are having a heart attack. Are you kidding me? Nope. And I'm like, I'm sorry. In deference to the victims of the families of these mass shootings, I'm not singing it. Now, this is her most popular recording. And she's telling her fans, listen, if you want to hear the song, you go to her concert. You want to hear the song, go home and listen to it. She says, I can't say those words out loud with a smile on my face. I just can't. I'm not going to go on the stage and soapbox. I go to my legislatures. But that's my contribution to protesting. I'm not going to sing it. Tough. Hey, her song, her concert, I don't care. I just find it amazing these days it's so many artists think it's really popular to to mock the fans that gave them their livelihood i just find it amazing the ingratitude of so many performers in this day and age who would not be wealthy who would not enjoy the wealth and the fame that they have if not for the fans find it totally fine to dump all over their fans It's just amazing. There's a horrible case that's taking place. I see your calls, by the way, and we're going to take your calls really soon. I just want to run through a few more news stories. And whatever we don't get to today, we'll get to tomorrow morning. We're here at 7 o'clock a.m. for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Make sure you're here. By the way, WABC streams worldwide. If you're going on vacation, take us with you, no matter where you go in the world. You can go to WABC website. You can listen to all the podcasts from everybody. You can also listen to all the shows right here on WABC. Keep us with you all day, all night, all summer long. This is a story that is bubbling up. It is a tragic story. An 18-year-old in the Bronx 
has been shot in the face and killed. It apparently involves a correction officer. The young man, Raymond Chalsant, or Chalusant, 18, found unconscious, responsive with a gunshot wound to his face. He was found about a half a mile from where police he, uh, believe he was shot, the Cross Bronx Expressway and Morris Avenue, taken to St. Barnabas Hospital, f- pronounced dead. Now, they are holding 45-year-old Dion Middleton, a corrections officer, in this. Law enforcement says, law enforcement sources say, that one angle of the investigation into the shooting is the Orbeez gun that Raymond had in his car. I did not know what an Orbeez gun was until this. An Orbeez gun is essentially an amped-up water gun. Users able to shoot bead pellets, pellets filled with water at their opponents. The fake guns are toys for children, but thanks to TikTok, they have become involved in a viral challenge to shoot people. The so-called Orbitz Challenge encourages kids to shoot the bead blasters. Many of the videos show teenagers firing these water beads from... Moving cars. At this stage of the investigation, reports NBC, there's no evidence that the 18-year-old fired the gun at the corrections officer, but police said Middleton pulled out a real gun and fired. He's been charged this with murder, manslaughter, and criminal possession of a weapon. The evening after the shooting, New York City tweeted out a warning about the Orbeez blasters. The New York Police Department says these are actually air rifles. And thus, they are illegal in New York. Now, of course, I went on one website that's already got this is one of another one of these racist crimes that a kid just playing with his water gun was shot. This is more than a kid playing with a water gun, if indeed, and we don't know. But if indeed this kid shot and it's a pellet filled with water, by the way, pellets hurt. And you cannot tell whether pellets sometimes are real bullets or not. If you've ever been hit by a BB from a BB gun, you know these things hurt And when you get hit with one, especially if you don't know what's coming, you might think you're being hit with real gunfire. So there's a lot more to the story that we need to know before people start making up their mind. Have you seen this, 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 the video of these crazies down in the the rat kingdom? These families that were fighting, well, in, in 10 people. In Orlando at Disney World. It's it's just insane. I don't even want to take the time to go through it. 
we've got so much more. I mentioned earlier in the first segment, and we're going to talk about more about Steve Bannon. We've got some calls that want to address it. But Steve Bannon did address the guilty verdict when he came outside of the courtroom. Let's listen to what Steve Bannon had to say. I want to thank the jury for the, what the effort they did, the judge, particularly the court administration here, everybody. I only have one disappointment, and that is the gutless members of that show trial committee, the J6 committee, didn't have the guts to come down here and testify in open That court. committee, sir, 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 this sir, 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 Yeah. Good for Steve Bannon. That gutless committee, they didn't have the the guts to come into the courtroom and testify openly. Of course they didn't. Of course they didn't. The headlines in this already from the Hill. Bannon's Bannon chose allegiance to Donald Trump over compliance with the law, says the prosecutor. That was the closing argument. Well, I'd like to know who has allegiance to these Democrats. Because these Democrats are so corrupt. The Department of Justice, corrupt. Have you been following what's going on with Dave Chappelle? We talked about it briefly yesterday in Minneapolis. Well, the trans people are out again. I see Christine's on the line. We'll talk with Christine if we have a Hey, Christine, if we can't reach you today, call me back tomorrow because I'd love to talk with you, especially about the Chappelle thing if you want to weigh in. Uh, Chappelle is still selling out the house. But you've got a few of these protesters, and, and they, in some cases they're calling the people that go in to see Chappelle transphobic, and of course they're calling him all kind of names too. If you haven't seen the Chappelle special that prompted all of this, and you can stand the language, it might be worth watching. Chappelle uses some really rough language. But Chappelle is brilliant. And there, to me, in my estimation, is nothing transphobic about what he's doing. What he is doing is raising some issues, as he, and he says it, for discussion. The New York Times today has a story. After Roe, Republicans sharpen attacks on gay and transgender rights. So you see, Republicans are attacking transgenders. Republicans are attacking Attacking, attacking. They're always these evil Republicans at war with good, innocent people. They never examine the policies that Republicans are actually trying to address. We have another one of those TikTok videos, don't we? The audio. Let me just give you the latest. I've been playing these things, and I'm going to keep playing them. This is from a teacher, again, in school, teaching young Young children, listen to this. Okay, so it took a couple of days for me to make this TikTok um, without crying, because that's what I do. Um, please ignore the dog bone crunching behind me. Anyhow, um, one of my students uh, felt safe enough to share his pronouns with me. And when he did so, once the class knew that I knew, they all switched pronouns. They're second graders. Like I'm torn between being really, really happy to be a safe space and just absolutely furious that an entire group of second graders has to keep this secret from not safe people. 
why are kids feeling unsafe? And furthermore, why does everyone talk about how, how are the kids gonna understand? Kids understand it. It's easy for them. It's the adults who have all of the frigging issues and hangups and bullshit. Kids are fine. Second graders. And in case you're wondering who the unsafe people are around the children, the unsafe people that these children have to deal with are their parents. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Sternley, Rush Hour, coming back right after this. Ay, ay, ay. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. End of the spring and here she comes back. Hi, 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 baby. Slime the family stone. Hot. Fun in the summertime, and it is summertime in New York City. In fact, it seems like it's summertime all over the world. I hope you're having fun this summer. Very quickly, some birthday shout-outs here. Um, I have had, because of uh, my experience with COVID, to engage the services of a private nurse. And today is her birthday, Nurse Judy, who is just one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met. Totally competent, totally caring, totally wise. She's also a conspiracy theorist. Um, anyway, and my good friend Rhonda Schrock from Indiana. Shout out, happy birthday, Rhonda. You know, uh, this day, I had a friend when I was growing up from second grade until we were in our adulthood, Kevin Smith. Kevin and I were were best buds, um, and he died when I was in my 30s. But today would be his birthday, too. And, you know, it's just amazing that you never forget people in your life. I don't care how the decades can roll by. He died when we were in our 30s. Um, and, you know, Kevin was just an amazing guy. And those kind of people leave a lasting impression on your life. So for all of you out here, you July babies, today's it. Tomorrow, the whole cancer thing is over. <laughs> Let's head to the telephones and start with Lou in Queens, New York. Lou, thank you for waiting. What's on your mind this afternoon? Uh, Sir James, thank you for taking my call. I'd like to bring up a little past history about people that ignored congressional uh, subpoenas. Eric Holder over Fast and Furious. Sure he did. Lois Lerner uh, concerning the IRS targeting people that gave to conservative organizations. Ben Rhodes. He was the guy that released billions of dollars of assets to Iran and also ended the sanctions. Never uh, followed up on that one. And how about David Simis, who is the White House Director of Political Affairs, when they wanted to investigate mm, our tax dollars going to the DNC? Mm-hmm. And what has happened to all of them? Nothing. Lois yeah. Lerner who should, by all rights, be wearing an orange jumpsuit, they allowed her to just retire and go sit down and enjoy her pension. They never went after Eric Holder. He's still out trying to wage political war on Democrats or all the rest of them. This is what I mean. The, the DOJ in this country is totally corrupt. There is a dual system of justice. And, Lou, people like you are totally aware of what is happening here. 
Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And remember something. Uh, Bannon left office in 2016. All the rest of these people were in office. Absolutely. Thank you, Lou. Appreciate it. Tricia, Trumbo, Connecticut. Welcome. You're on WABC. This is Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. How are you, Tricia? Hi, James. You're totally right in your last caller about these contemptible people like Lois Lerner. And um, I uh, say that um, Steve Bannon should wear this contempt of Congress label as a badge of honor and common sense because most of Congress are corrupt, incompetent career politicians like Schmucky Schumer and liar Shifty Schiff. Uh, there's a few um, exceptions, of course, like Utah Congressman Burgess Owens and senators like Ron Johnson, Marsha Blackburn, Mike Louis Lee, Gomert, Ted, Ted Cruz. But um, the, the voters who vote for these people like they worship them instead of God. I mean, they worship the branch Covidians, worship every word that comes out of Dr. Evil, Dr. Fauci. And, you know, these incompetent career politicians and Kathy Hochul and Mayor Adams, New York City, are part of many, many. But um, there's a word. It'll probably be tricky for you. It comes from the Greek, and it means the worst. Cacistocracy means government. Cacistocracy. Yes, it means by government by the least qualified uh, or least principled and most uh, least qualified, and that's what we have. We A cacistocracy. 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 Yeah, comes from okay. kakos, which means worst in Greek. I thought it framed from kaka because that's what a bunch of these people. <laughs> That would apply, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Trisha, my dear, always great to hear from you. Want to try to squeeze a few more people in. New Market, Brad, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you, Brad? Oh, Bo James, doing really good. Have have a good weekend there. Watching that thing last night, it's like a three-hour sports event. And there's only one team showed up, or or like one wrestler in the in the MMA ring, and uh, like they run the ball down the field, and then they pick it up, and the same team runs it back. It was like so one-sided. Uh, this would be the January sixth committee. You watched the uh, final night of the big January sixth show. What I kept flicking back and forth. I'm doing those from channel like uh, 21 on up. All this stuff. The uh, all the, the the big three sisters and MSNBC and saying I don't I don't even turn them on anymore. But I flicked by just to see what was going on, and it's so one sided. I don't know. You can't take it. Well, this is what we have. This is what resume what is supposed to be justice in America, and it's 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 plainly obvious for anyone. You don't even have to be a, a, an astute observer. All you have to do is to be a casual observer and just know that this entire process of this, this, this committee is just a political witch hunt. That's all it is. That's all New York Attorney General Letitia James is running, a political witch hunt. Thank you so much, Brad, for the call. Let's go to Tennessee and Patrick. Welcome you on WABC Talk Radio 77. On with James Golden. How are you, Patrick? Good, Mr. Golden, and yourself, I hope so also. Mm-hmm. Um, I called to say that, you know, there was a little conversation about the absence of baby formula still in America? Yes. And it's just indicative 
that the uh, the current federal administration and its employees have chosen to mm, destroy the will of the people. And now there's about 350 million people in, in the United States, and there's about 400 million firearms in the United States. If only 8% of the people get fed up with the... I don't like where I think this is going, and I don't want to say anything more than that, Patrick. I think we follow the line pretty well. I'm going to move on about now, but I appreciate your call very much. Let's go to Christine in Middletown, Connecticut. Hi, Christine. Hi, Mr. Golden. You mentioned what happened with Dave Chappelle. You know, I'm sick of these progressive commies at the world in our community. Yes. When you say your community, do you mean the trans community? And yes, and also everyone else, every other progressive liberal too. Okay. You know, he's a, he's an entertainer. He's going to make jokes about everybody. It, it's no big deal. Right. Exactly don't right. Like it, don't buy a ticket. Now, one of the things that the I don't want to give a spoiler, but at the end of his show that caused all this grief. Dave Chappelle goes through this beautiful story about his relationship, and it's touching, and it's also tragic, um, a, a little piece of it, with a trans comedian. And it was absolutely, it took you through almost every emotion that there was. And I don't know how anybody that listened to Chappelle, listened to that story, could walk away feeling that this guy hates anybody. It was just beautiful. He's an, he's an amazing, amazing artist, the way that he uses words and the way that he uses comedy. I don't think we've seen a comedian with as much talent as Dave Chappelle since Richard Pryor was on the scene. And I'll tell you what, Richard Pryor in his day, woof. Anyway, Christine, thank you so much. Anything else you want to add to that, Christine? Well, how about Rachel Levine allowing and advocating for minor age kids to get um, hormone replacement therapy, surgery, and puberty blockers? That's an absolute disgrace. She's end up going to authorize some kid to be permanently damaged. I know I sound like a broken record, but I'm not going to shut up about this stuff. I hope you never shut up, Christine, because what you are saying is comes from your life experience as a trans woman. What you say here, people should really take to account because it's not you're not raising this out of theory, Christine. You have lived this, and that's why I think it's so important for people to understand your story and understand what you're saying about this. Okay. And uh, Christine, I just, I'm so happy that you're in this audience. Jacqueline, we're running out of time. 30 seconds, please. I happen to be one of those July babies. So she's in my birthday too tomorrow, but that's not why I called. When president Trump was in office, the first, one of the first things he should have done was lock Hillary Clinton up. None of what transpired the past two years would have happened. And I hope when he gets back in, he starts with her and he keeps going right down the line with the rest of the criminals. Thank you, Jacqueline. And happy birthday. James Golden back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Be here for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. John Katz up next. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you all. Bye.